everybody. It's week eight here on the Better in Laws podcast, brought to you by Big Night Live, Big Night Media. Tuck Silva joined alongside my brother-in-law, Matt Prisco. Matt, how the hell are we? We're doing great, Tuck. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, you I, are. I got four straight weeks of uh, four and one. That doesn't suck. 80%? That bad? No, it's, uh, I think that's pretty good. Anything over 80% is average, yeah, right? Average, yeah, average, average. Okay. This show, even including my measly three and two weeks that are 60%, Yeah. Uh, over the last couple weeks. Listen, last three weeks, we're giving over 70% bets. It's pretty good. Hitting. It's pretty decent. You're not going to find better than that. Yeah. I promise you. Well, if you're just uh, checking us out for the first time, thank you. And if you haven't done so already, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, at Better In Laws. Subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Like us on Apple. Give us the five stars. Do everything you can possible to help us out and grow this thing. Yeah. Uh, considering that we're hitting these absurd percentages at week eight of the NFL season. Yeah. Come I, down to TD Garden if you're in Boston. That's Flip too. us off. Do something. Come on. Yeah. Uh, right this is our second week at the Card Vault Studios here right next to the escalators at TD Garden. Come say hi. We're going to be here before some uh, Celtics pregame, so check it out if you, uh, if you want. Yep. But in the meantime, let's just do a quick recap of week seven go ahead take it away Matt. all right buddy nice four and one week for you yet again as you mentioned um your one loss again was the best bet yeah. uh lions plus three not really close there my god baltimore just absolutely punished them it, uh, it, w- it wasn't even close right no, out of the shoot it was just like oh detroit did not show up yeah, at all not here today um and the ravens sure did but uh Yep, that was the one loss. You had Washington and the Giants under 39.5. Easy winner there. You had the Bears plus three, Tuck. (laughs) God almighty, I love you for it. Which we said was uh, the cockiest fucking pick of all time. It sure was, and it hit with flying colors. Bears outright winners there. Nice pick there. We had the double like on Seattle, minus 7.5. That one got home at the end, thankfully. Uh, Late field goal there to push over that one. And then the Steelers plus three. We went into that game. My God. Should have took the money line. Should have taken the money line. The refs were taking the money line. I mean, Jesus Christ. Kenny that, that, Pickett, QB sneak at the end. Overall, by the way, just real quick, yep. week seven was a complete disaster. Horrible. For uh, officiating. Horrible. I feel like it's always like midway through the season. You see more oh. and more flags. Yeah. Like maybe they just like see what players are doing and then they get directions to like throw more flags midseason yeah. to correct it. I don't know. It's awful. Whatever it was, it's fucking obnoxious. Is there anything, it's enough already. Is there anything There's too many flags. Is there anything worse than a really good game get, no. turning into a ref show? No, it's it just awful. Even with the Patriots game last week, great game, probably one of the better games of the year. And it's just like flag, flag, oh, flag, nope, never mind, wasn't a penalty. It's just well, annoying. That's, that's just even get worse. out of the way. Get that's out of the way. That's even worse. We're going to throw a flag. No, we're going to pick it up. Just yeah. kidding. All right. Anyways, we'll more on that, the teams later. But uh, my recap last week, I lost my best bet, pushed a five and two on best bets. I had Tampa. Minus two and a half. They had every chance in America to actually cover that game. And Baker Mayfield's like, nope, not going to do it. Not having it. Not covering this spread or winning this game. 51-yard field goal to push the Falcons over the top. Good God. Ugh. But Atlanta wins out right there, so there's a loss. Um, At the Giants plus two, despite you being a big Commanders fan last week coming in here, poo-pooing my pick. Giants tried to lose that game in every way they could. Yeah, do. That, still that won was 14, one of the seven. sloppiest games yeah, you'll ever was, see. That was ugly. Ugh. Take the ugly win, though. Plus two there, winner. Chargers plus six. Fuck the Chargers. 
just I, I'm. We'll talk. We'll about talk it. about the Chargers. We sure will. I I'm. I'm going to need about five minutes to myself. Could on be that one, one of the uh, picks, if you will. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe not. Seattle, we said that double like there, came home. And then I had Philly Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, close game till the end, but uh, I, didn't, I never felt concerned that Philly wasn't going to cover or win that game. So uh, three and two there. Tuck on the season, 22-12-1, and one, <laughs> just on fire. Uh, beautiful. Best bets suck dick, but best whatever. Bets, best bets two and five, but hell, bet them all and you'll be fine. Um, I know. My overall record now have come back from the ashes over the last couple of weeks, 18 and 17. We're going to keep the hot streak going there. My best bets are 5 and 2, and we're going to be looking to make that 6 and 2 this week. So let's get into week 8. Tuck, take it from the top. Well, we uh, are going to continue with this new format. We're going to start off with our five likes and alternate, then we'll get to the rest, and then we'll wrap up the podcast with our best bets overall bet. So let's get right into week eight likes. Yes. You want to kick it off for me? You know what? You kick it off. All right. I will kick it off. I'm going to go to the, uh, let's go with the uh, first like. <laughs> Sorry. I almost read my best bet. <laughs> yeah, geez. That was dumb. Totally off script. Uh, I'm going to go with my first like. Thought about this one for a while. Give me the Eagles. Six okay. and a half point road favorites here. Great win home versus the Dolphins last week on Sunday Night Football, and I know that this has been a this is a divisional matchup with the Commanders, mm-hmm. and we saw that the uh, they took it to overtime, thirty four to thirty one win in overtime for the Eagles, and you would think that like, hey, this is probably get, probably going to be another close matchup, right? Well, what we saw last week is just another example of how putrid Washington really is yes you score seven points against the giants giants D, giants d playing better but my god it's seven not a great team stuff. No. not a great no team. And, and just like i just picture sam howell again going against this eagles defense and just being all sorts of sorts of uh flustered he's like the he is the most sacked quarterback in the nfl 40 40 uh, times 40 times is that what it's up to number well, 40 i mean the e- eagles offensive line it looks like they finally figured it out. Again, I mentioned the huge one last week with the Dolphins. This, things were getting a little, uh, I guess, uh, weird with the uh, Eagles off. I, I remember, like, Jason Kelsey had this whole yeah. meeting or whatever, and it seems like they finally figured it out. And I know that the Eagles have the Cowboys on deck next week mm-hmm. in a big divisional matchup for the, you know, they're both battling for the NFC's crown. But this just screams... The type of game for the Eagles, just like, get out of my way. Yeah. We we just go away, yep. commanders, and let me just get ready for a bigger matchup with the Cowboys next week. We're just going to take care of business. We're going to win by at least a touchdown here. I like them by, I don't know, seven and a half, eight in this one. I think six and a half is kind of an insult for the Eagles. And just on top of that, Washington, in their last 26 home games, they do not play, play well at all at home. The under has hit 20-5-1 and five and one in their last 26 home games. And I remind you that last season, Washington lost to the Eagles home 24-8. Give me the Eagles 6.5. I think this one is a little baity. Yes, I must admit that. But I don't know. Unless I'm wrong. Unless you think that maybe people are looking at that close overtime game and being like, oh, give me the commanders. They'll keep it close. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I'm staying away because Washington does play Philly close. But it was close to me liking the Eagles here because I just don't like the direction Washington's going in. I've 
told you multiple weeks in a row how I don't think Ron Rivera is a good coach and he right. looks lost out there. I mean, Washington's good when their defense is good, and their defense has been atrocious. Right. Yes, they held the Giants to 14 points last week. Kind of expected that to be an ugly, gross game in New York, sure. division game, muck it up a little bit. Um, no play for me here, simply because Washington, despite what I think about them, does seem to play Philly well. Philly does have the look ahead to Dallas, but here's the thing. Philadelphia is not looking ahead much. The Niners just lost on Monday night. Second loss. That one seed in the NFC is going to be huge no matter where it's played because that's going to that's going to say, like, hey, you're the favorite mm-hmm. in the NFC, right? You're going to be the home team. So I don't know. I just don't see them looking ahead. The, the other thing that worries me about Philly is that Jalen Hurts has a knee injury. They confirmed that he's a little banged up this they, week. They said I don't, he's fine. I don't know. I, I just – but even, like – he still hasn't looked right to me. I know they still scored 31, and they looked good when they needed it. But some just looks off with them. I, but I do think this is a spot where they win by two scores. I'm not sure. Really I mean, I, I agree with you that Hurts hasn't looked like what he looked like last year, but he's still damn good. Yeah, he's throwing a lot of picks. It's up to eight now. Yeah, I don't I, know. I just, I, I'm not They're still wor- winning games. I'm not too worried about it. I think that Dallas Goddard's going to have a massive game for the uh, Eagles. He had a very slow start to the season, but the Commanders are 22nd against opposing tight ends, and they have allowed uh, four total touchdowns to tight ends over the past three games, including Darren Waller last week, who finally broke out for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look for Dallas Goddard to have a massive game. I'm just going to go with the easy pick here. Give yeah. me the Eagles, six and a half. I like it. Your turn. All right, my friend. My first like is we'll go to the 4 p.m. slate because we're covering a couple of games where we have likes on similar things. Um, so let's go to 4 o'clock slate. I, Baltimore at Arizona. Give me the Ravens minus the eight in this one, yeah. Doc. Um, this, this was close for me, too. And I'll tell you why. It does feel a little chalky, and I don't like to lay big chalk numbers on the road, but there are a few teams playing better than Baltimore is right now, and especially on defense. Right now, first in the league in yards per play, giving up just 4.1 yards per play. Mm -hmm. Second in the league in total yards, 271.7 per game. They're shutting down passing offenses, just 176 yards per game through the air and only 148 0.8 0.8 yards per game allowed through the air on the road this year. And that's where they'll be. The big thing for me, Tucker, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson after Sunday's win, 16-1 versus the NFC. 16-1 in his career against the NFC. And I think the reason is he's almost impossible to simulate practicing. Right? He When you don't see him often... And then you got to go play him. It's just a different speed. He comes at you with different arm angles. Yeah, it's a di- you can't like, replicate, you can't replicate it in like, practice. Do- Joshua Dobbs is going to try his best. You know, probably with the scout team or whatever. But I mean, it's you, you can't replicate what Lamar does, and it's impossible. Yeah, impossible. So sixteen and one. You know, that's straight up. But still, the teams that are trending in complete opposite directions. Right? We talked about this last week. Arizona. Nice team. They're competing. They played Seattle tough again. I think they'll. Uh, I think they will play Baltimore as tough as they can. I just don't think it's going to matter. Um, Dobbs has been gross over the last few weeks. You know, again, don't like the road chalk, but in this case, I think the Ravens easily coast to a double-digit victory here on the road. I love what they're doing. Give me the eight points, Baltimore. Ravens first like yeah I, it was this was very close to being a like for me I lean in that direction as well um 
it just kind of feels trappy to me yeah. in terms of sure. you know Baltimore just kicking the Lions' ass. Mm-hmm. Legit Super Bowl contender still, if you ask me, for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, statement game, I thought, and now they're going to go road in uh, Arizona and up against a really bad team with the Cardinals. Um, and we've seen what the Cardinals have done all year. They've yeah. kept it close. Um, you know, they they definitely uh, show up. Um, but that being said, they're still pretty banged up. Next week, they're most likely going to get Kyler Murray back. So you wonder if the Cardinals are going to maybe kind of coast this week. So, yeah, I, I would lean in Baltimore's direction here with the eight. Yep. Uh, my second like for week eight. Looks like we're going to have a double like on this one. Yes, sir. Jags minus two and a half double like for both double me like and Prisco. Now I was a little bit skeptical of this pick. It took me a while to finally like it, but I did. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why. This is because this would be the fifth straight win for the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, it seems like they finally turned it on, mm-hmm. you know, big win in London over the bills and they just look like their offense is finally clicking. Christian Kirk finally woke up. Travis Etienne is looking like one of the better backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, Jags, they are 8-0 straight up and against the spread in their last eight games outside of Jacksonville, and that includes London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Pittsburgh, surprisingly enough, Jacksonville in Pittsburgh, they're 6-1 and against their spread in Pittsburgh in their last seven games, which is random, but mm-hmm. we'll take it. We'll yep. take any stat in, uh, that can favor our like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like overall the Jaguars' defense, when they're facing a mediocre quarterback, you know, aside from Josh Allen, they show up and they take care of business, and Kenny Pickett's not going to be any different. Very mediocre quarterback. Steelers coming off a huge win in L.A. Now they're going to come back home. You know, I wonder if they're kind of still riding that high from that big win in L.A. on national TV. I think that was the that was one of the four the four twenty five game. Mm-hmm. You know, spotlights on you, right? Big win, big win. So I wonder if they're a little bit hungover from that. So give me the Jags. Give me the Jags. I think they can win by a field goal, two and a half. Give me the Jags here. I like them. Yep, I'm with you. Similar handicap. Had the six and one against the pit against Pitt in the last seven. Had the eight and zero away from Jacksonville. The couple other things that I like about this is weather's not going to be an issue. When a team from Florida comes up north mm-hmm. in late October, is starting to get into the late fall, winter time frame. Um, weather always uh, something to watch, but uh, nothing to worry about here. It's going to be a nice day in Pittsburgh. So like that, I think Pittsburgh's offense has just been tough to watch. I know the Jags yeah. D, um, you know, they, they can be had through the pass, and I don't think Pickett's going to be the one to, to solve that. So not worried about Kenny Pickett anymore. Like, Decent quarterback. I think he's a good game manager, but I don't think he's going to blow it up in the in the passing game here. Uh, so that, not worried there. Um, and I don't think the stats really tell you about the Jags as far as their passing game. Like New Orleans, for example, on Thursday night, they come out and they come back in that game. They shut them down in the fourth quarter on the on the fourth down play. They yeah. stopped them. But a lot of stats in the fourth quarter when they're up in these games, right? So I think their passing stats look a little worse from there. Um, the other thing is Pitt's horrendous against the run. Pittsburgh's just been terrible against the run. And ETN, yeah. I, I besides Christian McCaffrey, find me a better running back in the NFL this season. I, I don't, I, I can't see it. Uh, he's been yeah, awesome. He's, he's uh, really, uh, really emerged yeah. out of that Jaguars backfield. You know, there were concerns about Tank Biz- Bigsby, rookie running back for the Jaguars, eating into uh, ETN's role. But no, he's nope. not even seeing the ball 
at all, really. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, they rank 23rd against opposing running backs. I agree with you that ETN should have another 100-plus rushing game. Yep. Um, or I don't know how many he's had, but either way, he's going to have a nice game. And I think that's just going to play to the Jaguars' uh, benefit in terms of eating up the clock. Yeah, one other thing I just want to add on this note before we move ETN's forward. ETN's only had one 100-yard rushing, pl- 100, one 100-plus rushing yard output, but he's scoring tight end uh, touchdowns at an incredible clip. He also catches a ton of passes, which yeah. I like, too. So they use him in both facets. Yeah, um, he has six touchdowns in his past three games. Yep. And he has 10 catches in his past three games as well. Yep, so like that. Um, last thing I just want to add on this, Jacksonville coming off the little mini-buy, coming to playing Thursday. Pittsburgh's coming across the country from sure. L.A. Yep. They are coming home, but extra rest for Jacksonville. They get their well-earned buy next week, the Jags. So like that, I think they can leave it on the field here on Sunday. Like the Jags here, anything under a field goal I really like. Um, I, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Minus two and did a half. you like mention uh, Steelers' next opponent, by the way? I did not. Uh, Thursday night football, Tennessee Titans. Um, one thing that I did want to mention, um, you got to look out for these teams that are teetering right now, and the Titans being one of them. Trade deadline is on Thursday, uh, Tuesday, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Derrick Henry could very well be moved. DeAndre Hopkins as well. DeAndre here. Hopkins could be re- they very just well traded, be moved. They uh, traded their safety, Kevin Byard. Yep. To the Eagles. Yeah, yep. And look at, um, you know, just going back to the commanders real quick, they could very well be in that same camp. They yep. could be dealing off pieces uh, for that weekend. So you wonder if that's kind of starting to spread throughout the locker room and, yep. you know, worry of being traded or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, waving the white flag, if you will. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a double like for us. Jags minus two and a half over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, next like for me, this is going to be my third like. Gimme the San Francisco 49ers minus five and a half. This is another one I kind of hesitated on. You know, you got it's a good situation for the Bengals. They're coming off a bye week. You know, that's another added week to rest up the likes of Joe Burrow with that calf injury, T. Higgins with his rib injury. This is a really tough environment to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers have won 13 of their last 18 home games by 15 or more points. This year, they've won by 18, 19, and 32 points at home. Mm-hmm. They are losers of two in a row. I completely understand that, but I think this is the get-right spot at home. Maybe the Bengals are a little asleep, if you will, coming off a bye. I don't know, but... 49ers, they're heading into a bye week as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good spot for the 49ers. I think they're if they're going to win, they're going to win by over a touchdown. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Now, you could probably update me on this. What is Debo's status? Out. Out, out? Out. Already declared out. Yeah, declared him out last week. They, he's out because the bye week next week. Oh, I thought he's they were going to take it week to week. Bye. No, okay. he's out through the yeah, that's probably Trent Williams week to week. That's probably for the best. But, you know, in the first half of the Vikings game, they, they look their offense looked fine their second Debo. Half, and honestly, the, the, we'll get, like, I'll get to speak on this in a minute, but sure. I thought the, the offense was not the issue. Well, I'll just say that. No, no, the defense was absolutely putrid. So, yes. you know, that's another element, too. Yep. You come back home. Defense is going to be all sorts of jacked up. And the Bengals' offensive line, I know they're getting back Orlando Brown, but he has not been tremendous by any means this year. Yep. Uh, and if they can get to Joe Burrow and make him uncomfortable in the pocket, he's going to be thinking about that calf injury yep. pretty quickly. Um, 
CMC saw 100% of the snaps. Yeah. He's completely fine. Yeah, there was he's a, okay. There was a huge scare at the oblique. Uh, Trent Williams, what's his status for the Niners? Do we know? Uh, questionable right questionable. now. Okay, so he might play. There's yep. a chance. There's a shot. So if they're going to win, they're going to win handily. Give me the Niners. Minus five and a half home versus the Bengals. Oh, and by the way, the Bengals next week have the Bills home on Sunday Night Football. So you wonder if they're looking ahead to that spot as well. Yeah, a little tough schedule spot there for the Bengals. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I have a like on this game as well, only it's on the total. And I'm playing over 45, and here's the reason. So we all saw it. San Francisco Monday night struggling on defense as of late, and it starts with number 97 Nick Bosa in that defensive line getting no pressure on Kirk Cousins in that game. Yeah. Um, left opportunities on the board, left the secondary out there covering too long. I think the Vikings' um, line is solid, though. It's fine, but the Niners' defensive line, they spend too much money on yeah, the defensive they, they line to be, not get any elite. sacks. I they mean, should be more elite there. And they, they'll they get there, right? I, I think what we saw is that Kirk Cousins exploited that a little bit. I do expect that to come back to earth a little bit. I do expect them to get pressure on Joe Burrow in this game. Um, so why the over? Well, I still question the defensive scheme right now for the Niners. Um, let's just say this. I'm a 49er fan. I've watched them closely, obviously. But since Kyle Shanahan took over, every single time their defensive coordinator changes, it just takes some time for them to get back into it. So with Robert Sala, fans on Twitter were like, fire him by week seven. They wanted him out. And they were like, "We're not. no, he's terrible. Pretty sure he turned that around. That defense became elite. Great. Then comes D'Amico Ryans. Same thing, Tuck. Oh, what's going on? Saul left. D'Amico's too young. Yeah. He's not ready. Well, guess what? Turned it around. Now we love him. He's gone. Well, in comes Steve Wilkes and uh, hasn't been, you know, it started out nice, right? But they're all, I mean, when you're scoring 30 plus points a game, it's, you know, that's fine. But sure. sometimes, as Fred Warner said the other night, like, we're going to score. We can't depend on the offense to score 30 every single game. Like, we got to win these games, and that's our turn to step up. And there's still. I'd argue, a better unit than the offense, right? So I think they're just playing under the thing. I think they get their cards right, but I'm not sure we're there yet. The point is, I think since he can get to 20 in this game, I do. Um, yeah, but I here, can see that. And here is where I love the over. Um, you know, at home, the 49ers scoring 36 points per game this season. Um, you know, since Brock Purdy took over the helm, they've averaged over 30 a game at home. They're a very good home team. As you said, they've been crushing teams at home as of late. Um, I think they get to 30 again here. So the question becomes, if they get to 30, can Cincinnati get to 15? Yes. I, I, do, I do think they get to 17 at the very least. I think the Niners get to 30 in this game. Um, you know, Here's a huge thing, too. Cincinnati giving up 147 yards a game on the ground, 173 yards a game on the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, CMC's McCaffrey's going to go... Gonna go yeah. Nuts. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if uh, Eli Mitchell saw a little bit of that, too. Yeah, and since he does not blitz as much as the Browns, Minnesota, in those games, the loss of Debo Samuel comes out to play. Because what they would have done, in, and they've done it in the past, when you want to blitz, they did it against Garoppolo, they did it against Purdy, you blitz, okay, we're just going to dump things off to Debo on screen passes and mm -hmm. let him take it, get the ball in his hand. So if since he's smart, they'll come out blitzing a little bit, but... Again, I didn't think Purdy was the problem. He made one bad throw in that game, and it was the interception with four minutes left, not the one. I don't, they're coming back under a minute. You got to take a shot downfield. You didn't have any timeouts. He overshot Ray Ray McLeod, but whatever. But like the bad throw was to Jennings with about five minutes left, and he, 
again, had pressure in his face, threw the ball, terrible throw. It happens. Kid's young, but not worried about the offense. I'm, I'm just not, and especially at home, I'm not. Love the over in this game. Over 45. My one hesitation, though, with the Bengals' offense in terms of putting up points against this defense yep. is just the lack of any production from their run game and yep. Joe Mixon. Well, the Number other- one, you're going against the Niners' D or ninth against opposing running backs. And number two, Joe Mixon cannot get anything going so far mm-hmm. this year. He looks not like his old self. Yep. I agree there. Um, the other thing I failed to mention that I should have is just that bye week speaks volumes for Cincy. No team in the league needed a bye week more than the Yo. Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Very the true. calf injury for Burrow, the T. Higgins rib injury. I know he played the week before the bye, but you have to think he benefited from that. I just think their offense will be good enough, yeah. and I think Mixon will get involved in the passing game in this one, um, more so in the run game, because they're not going to get the run game. Well, they, they have to. They have they, to, they have gonna, to they're hit him in the flats, really, yep. uh, which they really haven't done a ton of. Mm-hmm. Seven catches in his last two weeks. Yep. Uh, and then before that, he had one and one in terms of yep. uh, catches for Joe Mixon. So, um, yeah, I feel like the square play in this one is actually Cincinnati, five and a half to cover. It's a very public play right now. Yeah, yeah. 80% of the Because tickets. everybody sees the – it's it's easy. Yeah. Niners yeah. have lost two in a row. They don't look the same as dominant team as they did. Uh, you got the Bengals coming out of a bye. We've all seen the success in the past. Just give me give me the team that's produced the most at home. It's the 49ers, five and a half. Give In it national me. TV. Yeah. You know, Monday night, everyone's watching. Oh, my God, that they played so bad. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is my third like here. Niners, five and a half. What is your third like on this one? Uh, oh, you just I gave just it. Excuse me. That yep, was the, the over. over on that one. So two likes on that game for us. Niners, five and a half. Yep. Niners, Cincy, over 45. So my final like before we get to the rest and then our best bet to wrap up the podcast. Look at Monday night matchup with the Lions and Raiders. I was kind of stunned to see this point total, uh, quite honestly. Point total is at 46. Give me the under on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This pick is more about the Raiders offense than it is the Lions putting up points. Lions are just monsters at home. We all know that, Mm -hmm. similar to the Niners. Uh, That team's going to be bumping. That defense is going to be ready to go. We don't know the status of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's uh, you know Wednesday. We we don't fully know who's going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. So you just wonder, like, hey, can this offense really put up points mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. in that environment that's going to be jacked up? Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Lions got their absolute asses kicked on the road in Baltimore. This is a get-right spot for the Lions. Bye week coming up for the Lions. But, again, this speaks more to the Raiders' offense being inept and the defense of the Lions showing up being jacked up on Monday Night Football. Raiders have gone under their team total in all seven games this season, which is 17.5. They've only surpassed 20 points once this season, and that was in the New England Patriots game with the safety that pushed them over that threshold. They've stayed under 18 points in all four road games this year. Uh, and then in terms of points, you know, the Lions offense obviously clicking at home, but David Montgomery Montgomery is still going to be out for another week. That's a major loss for that offense, and that's how you attack this Raiders defense. Their secondary has actually been pretty decent, you know, middle of the pack. They can hold its own against opposing quarterbacks. They struggle against the run, but I don't trust Jameer Gibbs yet yeah. for that uh, 
Lions backfield. So I don't think there's going to be over 46 here. Give me the under 46 for this one. All right. All right. I, uh, I'm just off that game. I, I think the Lions might get close to that number themselves. I worry. They, they That's the one, my one concern with the under. That's it. Uh, I, now, that said, I'm not playing anything in that game. I like the Lions score a lot of points. We'll yeah. say that. Uh, yeah, the Team point, total the, Lions over, maybe. Point spread in that one, by the way, is eight uh, at the moment. Some places seeing eight and a half. Um, would not touch that one. Um, yeah, just give me the under 46 on yep. that one. What's your fourth like? All right, my friend. Let me pull up my sheet. Oh, yeah, my fourth <laughs> one. Let's go. I gave you shit last week. Oh, That's yeah. because you're only taking three. Yep. Give me eight and a half with the Chicago Bears. Love it. I am done. Done. What camera look at? Done. <laughs> done. The one in front of you. Done with the Chargers. <laughs> Justin Herbert, let's have a conversation, pal. I actually hope you listen to this somehow. Somehow, some way, I hope this gets in your ear. Yeah. Because you bastard. You're costing me money, buddy. <laughs> you're costing me money. You're costing me picks. Year. You're costing everyone that listens to me money. And here's the problem with that. It's that I'm done. I'm just off the train. You're not an elite quarterback. You're not. You're just not. Every excuse is made for this guy, Tucker. Every single guy yep. guy gets blamed except for Justin Herbert. Well, it's not Herbert. Brandon Staley sucks. Terrible coach. What's wrong with I agree. Austin Eckler? Staley is Staley is a problem. He is a bad coach. The defense, yeah, they suck. They have all these good players, and you just stink. You can't put it together. There's no excuse for that defense to be as bad as they are. Admitting that. Austin Eckler. What's going on with Eckler? Sure. Let's blame Eckler. They got to get him going. At what point do we blame Justin Herbert? I mean, going back to the playoff game where we all just shut our eyes and blame the Chargers defense for blowing a 28-point lead or whatever the hell it was. The Jaguars. Yeah, Yeah, the Jaguars game. How about you just get a first down in that game? How about you do anything? How about you move the ball? You're driving down the field. They were hanging with Kansas City. Their defense on Sunday, Tucker, stopped Kansas City about four or five straight drives. Yeah, it seems like they Like, how much do you want? You held them down. It was 24-17 for a very long time, and you did absolutely nothing. Every single time the defense got to stop, Kansas City's defense got to stop. And yes, Kansas City's defense is playing well. I don't want to hear it. I'm done with Justin Herbert. You are overrated. You have every physical, elite physical trait you can have. You have a strong arm. You're a monster. You can run, and you just can't deliver. How many more offensive weapons do you need? I don't want to hear it anymore. I am done with Justin Herbert. The Bears. Give me this guy we picked up off uh, like uh, <laughs> a side of a mountain. Tyson, Ta- Ty- Tyson Tyler Badgent, whatever the hell his name is. What? I'll tell you what. Bajent. Was he a downgrade from Justin Fields? I actually don't think so. The, way, the kid has a little moxie to him. I like the way he played. This first time I watched him. Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't great, but I, like, it wasn't see, bad at all. I didn't see every highlight from that Garbage fest, but I must say, from what I saw, like Tyson looked fine, and yeah. I guess it kind of speaks volumes about like what's what was the thing like? There's never been like a Division two starting NFL quarterback yeah. or whatever, it was. whatever it was, some yeah. very rare feat, right? A to Division win two quarterback, his first start, I think. I think that speaks to his talent, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, maybe he's the exception to that. And you're right; it's still Vegas, right? They they, they beat Vegas. Right. Let's pump the brakes. And yes, it was at home, but I argue, is this game on the road? 
I know they're in L.A., but yeah. is it on the road? Right. Uh, Chargers fans? Like, yeah, did you see the Steelers fans? I mean, the Steelers took over the, the Ram for the Rams. That's what happens in L.A. They have broad LA. fans. Yep. We love you if you're listening in L.A., though. Um, that said, Do we? eight and a half, maybe not, eight and a half, Chicago. It's just too many points. I don't think the Bears win this game. The Chargers play all close games. Unless they're playing the Chiefs and can't cover a one-touchdown spread. That's cool. No big deal. Give me the Bears plus eight and a half here. They cover this number because Justin Herbert is overrated and won't blow this team out. So That's my handicap. The numbers go against you on this one. Yeah, I know. And Don't care. The Bears are 2-8 and eight against the spread mm-hmm. after a win mm-hmm. since 2021. They had Justin Fields I still like. I still like your pick. I still Give like me. your pick because it's the Chargers. And this, this team has been a mess for three years now, Yeah, maybe longer. However long Brandon Staley's been there, it's just something stinks there. Yeah. You have all this immense talent, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I know he's hurt for the rest of the year. Uh, Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. go down the line. It's just they can't figure it out. And really, like, if the Chargers were to lose this game, Staley should be fired. Uh, he will be fired. Monday morning. I, I, I don't think I he will, will be. I don't think he will be. That's uh, you, the you know why? Because their owner's cheap, and he's cheap, yeah. and that's the way it goes. I, but I think he's on the last year of his contract, too, uh, Staley. So they would probably just let him ride it out the rest of the year. But if I was the owner, I'm firing him Monday if they lose to the Bears. He should have been fired when he lost to the Jags, let's be honest, oh, in the yeah. playoffs. There's thought, no I, reason for it. Yeah. I was just like, what is going on here? You can't lose that game with no, that team. Not with that lead. With that lead? Are you crazy? I would have canned his ass so quick. Yep. Oh, so frustrating. So I make the game six, and I think that's a respectable number for the Chargers. Eight and a half is through a key number, and honestly, kind of, I wouldn't say eight eight's, a, eight's a real key number, but it is kind of gets you the one score. Eight and I, a half is saying that the Chargers will figure this out on Sunday Night Football. No way, Jose. There's a chance. I mean, the Chargers are the Chargers. You don't know what you're getting. Yeah, and you I'm, don't. And I'm, I'm taking on the I'm other side here. But eight and a half points. I wouldn't lay that with. No. No. This Give me the Bears. Be, this should be Bears. like five and a half, six, something that's, like that's that. That's what my, yeah. I make the game. Uh, point total on that one is 46 and a half as well. Yes. All right. So those are our four likes. Real quick, Eagles six and a half, Jags two and a half, double like, Niners five and a half, Niners Cincy over 45, Lions Raiders under 46, Chicago to cover eight and a half against the Chargers. Uh, Before we get to our best bet, Let's run through the le- rest of the slate and get our feels. Yeah, get the feels Just get in our there. Feels Love out, that. You know? Love that. Uh, you know, go through what you almost had to like or whatever and what you don't like, you know, all the bullshit. All right, well, yep. let's go through it. Uh, Thursday night football, no Thursday night bets, but given the uh, Buccaneers yeah, like to cover eight and a half, same. that Bills team could go south quick. Something's wrong. Something's going on there. Yeah. Diggs was throwing a little bit of a fit after the game. Yep. Didn't speak to the media, apparently. Um yeah, Thursday night football, tough loss with the Patriots coming off of your home, pressures on you in Buffalo. I would take the Tampa points here. Uh, Buffalo, nice half. teaser option, I think, though. If yeah, you're looking sure. to tease games, you yeah. like to tease games, Buffalo under a field goal, they're going to win the game, even if there's something wrong because Tampa's just 
bad. Uh, 43 point total there. I'm not going near that. Nope. Uh, I need to see what's going Oh, and by the way, the Bills uh, continue to lose defensive players. Yeah, they're a mess. Yeah. They're, they're a mess. On they're defense. an absolute mess. So I wonder if they are one of the buyers at the trade deadline. They might have to be. They have to be because their window is closing very fast. Yeah. If it's not already closed. That's what it seems like. Yep. Uh, sticking with the AFC East, we have the Patriots. Uh, going on the road where they've never played well to take on the Dolphins, coming off a loss with the Eagles, nine and a half point total here. Forty, or excuse me, uh, nine and a half favored towards the Dolphins. Point total is forty-seven here. If I had to pick a side, uh, I actually would lean the Patriots to cover on this one. I don't think they would win. Wouldn't shock me if they won because it seems like they finally figured out their offensive line last week. Uh, moving Mike Oeno to the right tackle and putting City So a right guard. Um, and they looked like a functioning offense for the first time really all year. Yeah. Uh, probably one of Mac Jones's better games of his career uh, in the NFL. Um, and the other wrinkle to this Dolphins have the Chiefs next week in Germany. Yeah. I yeah, mean, number one, game. you're playing the Chiefs, and number two, you're going to Germany for the first time. Yep. Uh, you know, as a franchise. Um, so. You know, we wonder if they're kind of looking ahead there. You wonder how banged up Jalen Waddle is there. Uh, and yep. Bill Belichick has, you know, as much as you can try to contain Tyree Kill in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's figured it out. Um, you know, still he puts up 100 yards or whatever yeah. close to it, but doesn't go bananas like Tyree Kill, Hill uh, has done many, many times. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on this one? I lean the other way to Miami just because. I, as much as I think it's a look-ahead spot for Can- to Kansas City in Germany, and it is, it definitely is, the loss to Philadelphia, you have an opportunity here to just put your foot down and, and, and win this game. You need to win this game before yeah. you go. Because if you lose this game, if you slip up and you're looking ahead and you lose this game, you probably could lose again in Kansas against Kansas City next week. Not saying it's going to happen, but you could. And then the Dolphins start spiraling a little bit, right? You know, I, so that's why I'm off it. I lean that side. I think you made a lot of good points from the Pat side. I don't. I don't have a really strong opinion. Just the Dolphins have just been so good against the Patriots in Miami, and I just think since they played the first time, Dolphins offense, despite what Philly made them look like, I think is a little bit better than what they were in Week Two. And the Pats defense without Judon and Christian Gonzalez, I think this is a a spot where that could show up. They need those guys against this I'd, offense. I'd like That's to, all. I like to see the tight ends uh, between Hunter Henry and Mike Jasicki yeah. have a big game here. Uh, Dolphins ranked uh, 25th against opposing uh, tight ends there. Dallas Goddard had a big game against them last week. Sorry, I'm holding in a burp right now. Oh, could tell. <sighs> Let it loose. Uh, it went away. Sorry. Oh. I had a seltzer before, and it's... Yeah, crazy. You know, bubbles. The bubbles. Um... So, yeah, I would lean the Patriots there. Um, I, I don't feel extremely confident in that, but nonetheless. Oh, and by the way, uh, the Dolphins um, are 17-5-1 and against their spread in their last 23 home games as a favorite, and they have covered in six straight games yeah. uh, versus the Patriots. So They, they do well against poor teams, and yep. uh, will the Patriots win this game. Maybe they're coming off that poor team track, but I still got them there. Dolphins are having some offensive line issues as well, yes. so I think that favors the uh, Patriots front. Sure does. It can uh, get after it. They, they blitzed like 50% of the time last week against Josh Allen. It was crazy. They used the Jets' tr- uh, little uh, blueprint. Yeah, they got after it, and that was without Matthew Judon, so that was very encouraging was to, to see. see. 
Uh, Vikings on the road in Green Bay. Green Bay are home dogs here by a point. Point total here is 43. This was very close to being a like for me to take the Vikings. I know they're coming off Monday Night Football, a big win with the Niners, but the Packers probably look like a bottom five team, if you ask me. And it would not shock me if Aaron Jones was on the move in the trade deadline coming up here. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Number one, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. He's banged up. Give him the ball. It seems like um, Jordan Love looks completely lost. Christian Watson got hurt late in that game at Denver last week. I don't know what his status is going to be. Very disappointing year across the board uh, for this uh, Packers offense. So give me the hot team with the Vikings. uh, On that one, are you adding a like here? No, it sounded like it was. I was going to say. it was close to a like. I Got will it. say that. It was, I'm just staying away because it's a weird divisional game and the whole Monday night elements coming off of, um, you know, like I mentioned, a big win with the Niners. I, I just to stay away from me, but I would lean to the Vikings. Would this have been your six like? Had we do six? Um, feels like it. Feel pretty strong. My six like. Well, if I'm just curious, I probably no. Yeah. Okay. It I have another like one it. that I, I kind of like, but go ahead. All right. Um, I'm off the game too. Uh, here's why I think you hit a lot of it on the on the head. Right. Right. We all watch Monday Night Football. They're coming off a huge win against the 49ers, and you can look at that and say, "Oh, this could be a season turning win for the Vikings," because you could see that team getting hot. They're they're a good offense. Their defense is playing better under no, Flores. I'm like, sorry you, to cut you off, but yeah. real quick, in terms of their season, they're letting Justin Jefferson know that they're contending with yeah. each win because he is hurt, but he does not have to come back if they suck given his contract situation. Yeah, I think he's going to, though. He's a gamer. That guy, I, I agree I feel with that, like, but there is a wrinkle there. It's just like, well, do I want to jeopardize uh, you know, another injury here yeah, uh, for fair. the rest of the year without a co- big contract? But go ahead. Continue. And I think he gets paid either way. But uh, that all that said, it's just the all-time spot that I worry about here. It's an absolute desperation game for Green Bay. They cannot lose this game if they have any hopes of making a run at the playoffs. Now, I don't think they're going to. But that oh. said, that said, um, you know, they, they get a lot of figuring out to do with Jordan Love. Like, is he the answer? He doesn't look it. He looks pretty bad, actually. Looks like a just a standard backup NFL he quarterback. Looks yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's from the lack of playing and this first kind of go around as a starter, but. I don't like what I'm seeing out of the Packers, but this is a full-on desperation. Get back home. Vikings off a huge win. Sure. Line going back. Vikings favored by one. Packers favored by one. Vikings favored. I'm just stay away from this. This is the game in the past where if the Packers were flailing, they would come back home to Lambeau and take care of business versus a divisional opponent. The difference being this was Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yeah, exactly. A huge one. And the Packers just, I feel like every week, you said it, Aaron Jones, questionable. Jair Alexander, questionable. These, this is not small. Christian Watson. The, Christian Watson, another one, questionable. Like These aren't small injuries for the Packers. You're talking about three of their best players. So, like, I don't know. It, 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 it just feels trappy. Uh, let's go to the New York matchup. Oh, yeah, here. baby. Giants, I guess, are technically home. Uh, taking on the New York Jets, three-point home dogs, in quotations, mm. for the Giants here. Point total is 36.5. Jets coming off a bye week. I would probably lean in that direction, and I could smell a nice game for Brees Hall coming up here. What say you? Yeah, I lean the Jets here as well. I like the way they're playing coming off that bye week. Um, I like the way they went into it. I think you can strategize to beat the Giants. The Giants... 
offense has not looked good. Who's playing quarterback? They should I, just let Tyrod. I think so too. They're playing better with him. I know they only scored 14 points last week, but that's all they needed. It looks more capable than uh, a Daniel Jones-led offense at this point. Yeah, I mean, they missed a field goal in that game, so that's 17 if he hits it, and then they fumbled in the red zone, uh, not Tyrod. Tyrod leading them to 20 points, uh, you know, at, at least there potentially, so I like them moving the ball a little bit with Tyrod. I'd play him. I don't know what they're going to do. Either way, Jets' defense going to win this game for them, I think. Falcons on the road in, t- in uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, I mentioned earlier, could very well be big sellers at the trade deadline. They're home dogs. Uh, three points here. Point total is 36. If I had to lean in any direction, it would be on the under between these two garbage offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desmond Ritter pulling out a win last week somehow, even though he's still trying to give it away as much as possible. Yep. Um, if I had to pick a side, I picked the Falcons just because I think that the Titans are in. Uh, all right, we are not competitors this year. We're going to be selling off assets, um, so th- that would be where I stand. Yeah, for you. I don't like Atlanta as a favorite under any circumstance. I also don't like what's going on in Tennessee. No, it doesn't look like Ryan Tannehill is going to play, and I think Will Levis is going to get the keys in this game as the primary well, quarterback, as I was reading. So but Malik I guess, Willis mixed in. Yeah, it's the speculation is is that they're going to mix in both Malik Willis, probably in RPOs and everything, and uh, Will Levis. So um, they, are they actually going to do that? Or are they just that, trying to keep the Falcons off guard? I've like, you heard know, I that know. is probably see. going to be the game plan. For I think that's what's going to happen too. Oh, by the way, which is real quick, like how do you you feel going back or how does that locker room feel with Mike Vrabel sitting next to Robert Kraft in the owner's box uh, at that Hall of Fame thing? Being like, are you like, are you with us or what? Like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'm overthinking I that. I don't know. I just think he played there for so long. It's, I, but I could see your point. Yeah, but to hang out and stay for the game. I don't know. I just thought it was a little That's strange. Fair. Like, it's probably not a big deal, but I wonder if some of the players in there are like, huh? Maybe what? maybe if both teams were at the top of their divisions, it'd be more of a big deal. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's just a complete garbage yeah, game. Yeah, I stay away. Speaking of garbage games, we have both the Texans and the Panthers coming off of their respective buys. Panthers are no shock home dogs here, three points. Mm-hmm. Point total here is 43.5. If I had to pick a side, it's going to be the Texans here. Texans uh, getting most likely getting back uh, prize rookie wideout Tank Dell, Mm -hmm. although not official. Um, And the Panthers are switching their offensive coordinator to um, Tom O'Brien. Tom O'Brien. 36 years old. Um, so it's going to be his first time uh, in the NFL, or at least for this team, calling plays. Yeah, a I don't lot know of motion. His history, but I guess he's a motion guy. From what I was reading about, a lot of motion, which I think is beneficial. Less hurry up, which Frank Reich was trying to throw in there. Could I think. be risky with a rookie quarterback. But yeah, yeah, but you know what? Now is a good time. You're zero six, and sure. you're coming off a bye. Yeah, you got no OC. This is a great time to switch it up. I actually lean the Panthers here. I think they're going to switch it up a little bit. I don't know. I'm not betting the game, but. I like the Texans, but I also don't... Texans like Atlanta. I don't want to lay points with either one of those teams quite yet, as much as both of those teams are actually doing all right. Uh, this was close to a like for me. Saints on the road in Indianapolis. Point totals 43.5. I was going to lean the under. Or okay. excuse me, I was going to like the under because of the Saints. <laughs> uh, Colts are favored in this one by 1.5. The Saints have gone under 
in nine straight road games. The Colts ranked 30th in points allowed, but 10th in yards allowed per play. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what this one already. It's but, just like the Saints offense is completely weird. Derek Carr looks like a little bitch. Chris Olave is doing 70 and a 35, which we yeah. do every day here in Boston. Yeah, it's a normal day. <laughs> Jim Murray said that on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. Sports Hub. Did he? Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. He Beautiful. said, oh, that's just another day in Boston or something like that. It was a great sure is. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I, I just want nothing to do with this game. Yeah. A bunch no. of gross. Fun fact, Colts only team in the NFL to score 20 points in every game this year. Oh, really? Yeah. little fun fact. Uh, that's why you don't want to go under here. No, but uh, hey, Saints getting hot going over on Thursday night football <laughs> against the Jags. Uh, no, just stay away from me here. Um, I make the game Colts minus half a point. Pretty much a pick em. I don't want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, this is going to be one of those weird red zone days, isn't it? Yeah. With all the 1 o'clock games. A lot of gross 1 o'clock. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Browns. Oh, no. Excuse me. We're going to go to the uh, Chiefs and Broncos here. Uh, Chiefs are favored by 7 in Denver. Point total here is 46. The Chiefs have now won 14 straight versus Denver, but seems like every time these teams play each other, it's relatively close. Yep, and there's going to be some snow, it looks like, potentially in this game. Ooh. First snow game, and do lean the Chiefs here because Mahomes has shown success in the snow. Russell Wilson sucks in the sun, rain, night, under the stars, yeah. bright skies, When snow, the sun rises. Sleet. Socks. Sock. Sock, Ross. Keep cooking. Loser. <laughs> Oh, they're so bad, and they're so they're so they're screwed with his contract. Oh, they're so bad, and Sean Payton just looking mess. like, what the fuck did what I sign up for? Absolute mess of a organization right now. I would lean the Chiefs in this one. Their offense looked like it was uh, clicking a lot more. More involvement from Rishi Rice there, and uh, Travis Kelsey looked elite. I will say one week. one thing that we that happened after our show last week: a sneaky good move bringing back Miko Harmon. I think just because yep. he knows the offense and Mahomes trust him. Fourth I, I rounder. Think that they, helps. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be like this big star, but he's going to be a no, nice, valuable nice player. player for them. Yeah, they know how to use him. Exactly. So, uh, you know, Chiefs look like geniuses in that one. Really yep, like that one. Or excuse me, McCall Harmon. It looks like the genius. Well, yeah, he, he got his money. Paid yeah, now he's come, come back. back. Yeah, he's the genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. We have covered every single game besides our best bets. Matt, oh. why don't you kick us off with our best bets? You trying to switch up the juju? Yeah, I need okay. to because I'm two and five on my best bets, and okay. uh, I need to uh, rally here. So let's yep. change it up. All right. So curse me. Love it. Give me <laughs> Seattle Seahawks minus three, moving to three and a half in some spots. Um, still like it, so whatever you get there. I did play Seattle minus three. You can still get minus three at this time. Um, with the news, Deshaun Watson is unlikely to play. I figure we'll probably hear about that either later today or tomorrow, but that's the whispers that are happening, um, as expected, in my opinion. Um, and here, here is just minus three, three and a half, whatever you end up getting. P.J. Walker's just not been good offensively. Uh, they get Jerome Ford out. It means Kareem Hunt's taking the workload, 100% of the workload, which isn't terrible when you think about the fact that he's, you know, been there in the system. They got him back. Yep. Now he's situated. But when Chubb was out and he was the main back last year, not great numbers for him either. Um, both of these defenses, have, you know, they're elite on paper. Uh, Cleveland's defense, yards per game, 4.4. Uh, that's second in the league. Seattle, third at 4.7, so pretty standard. Mm -hmm. But... There's a pretty big offensive gap here. Seattle is 12th in yards per play, where Cleveland's 29th. Uh, I mean, their offense is just different. So I think 
with points at a premium in this one against two good defenses, I think Seattle's offense is going to break through in this one. I expect them to get DK Metcalf back in this game. I think he was a little bit of a surprise out, and I think that was more or we're playing Arizona. Yeah, uh, you get some banged up, JSN banged up ribs and banged up uh, hip. You sit. JSN came in nice touchdown, good play there. The Browns are fourteen. Or excuse me, the Browns are four in thir- thirteen. ATS after a win since the 2021 season. Yep. Um, you know, I think it's 0-3 again this year. So just highlighting just on this year, if you don't want to go back years, which I understand. Um, 0-3 ATS following an outright win this year. They were gifted a game by the refs last week um, in one of the most horrific pass interference calls when the freaking ball's thrown to row eight. <laughs> and they call I guess that's catchable, yeah. apparently. I mean, I would be livid if I was a Colts fan. They were like 72 chances from inside the fives with the flags, and they just, that was enough, enough's enough. Um, Seattle just being three point home favorite here. I love this spot for Seattle. Yeah. Um, their offense is just going to be better than the, Cleveland's. So this, this was very, very close to being a like for me as well. Uh, Seattle minus three. Uh, my one hesitation is that Browns defense is legit. Yeah. Is it legit as they come? And I wonder about, you know, if we do, in fact, see DK Metcalf coming back, um, but also just the fact that I think this Browns defense could really cause havoc for Geno Smith. Yeah, possible. But can I just throw out one other thing sure. that I forgot here on my notes? By all means. Look in this. I just, just to prove a little bit of a, a, another part of the best bet. Um, Cleveland's obviously been really good, historically good on defense, though they did give up 39 last week to the Colts. Yeah, um, that said, on the road. <laughs> 244 yards passing allowed per game, 101 at home. 111.5 yards rushing allowed per game on the road, 85 at home. 355.5 total yards per game on the road compared to 186 at home. That's almost 200 yards of difference. Not saying that's everything. But it's a factor. They are a much better team at home on defense. It just seems like they always come away with a big play on defense. Miles Garrett's playing out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, out of his mind. Yep. So I that is you know it's risky, but I I like the Hawks here minus the three, best bet. All right, there you go. Well, you. my best bet, and hoping to turn it around yet again this year. Son of a bitch, I can't get these best bets right. But here we go. Uh, give me the Rams six and a half on the road in Dallas. Mentioned earlier in the podcast that the Cowboys they have the Eagles next week in a huge matchup. Yep. Uh, Rams last week, they were in a very tough spot. They were getting the Steelers coming off a bye. A Mike Tomlin-led Steelers team coming off a bye. Always seems like it's a big success for that uh, uh, team. And on top of that, they were dealing with kind of a really significant injury with Kieran Williams out of the backfield with a high ankle sprain, uh, who's been a really solid running back, rookie running back for that Rams backfield. But what we did... Some of the positive that, positives that we did take away from that Rams loss last week was that they now seemingly have some sort of idea how their backfield is going to look. Mm-hmm. Like, they just picked up Daryl Henderson off the street. You had no idea what you were going to get out of him. You actually had a respectable yeah, outing from him. Thing. So you're like, okay, well, now we can probably lean on him a little bit more. You can mix in Royce Freeman there. You know, they didn't even bother with Zach Evans. But now you have some sort of a direction for that backfield. Cowboys defense, they've been getting hit with big injuries this year. We saw Trayvon Diggs go down earlier this year. I know they have Steph Gilmore has been stepping up, but now recently they lost uh, Leighton Vanderish. Yep. Uh, really solid uh, linebacker there. Seems like he's a 
impact run stopper there. So I think that the Rams can figure this out, go back to what they know with Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua looks like he could be Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's having a stellar season. That came off a huge game with the uh, Steelers last week. And on top of that, under Sean McVay, the Rams are 23-13-4 against the spread following a loss. And this year, they are 2-0-1 uh, this season. And they've covered in three straight when they are an underdog of four or more points. Uh, you know, and then you have the whole Mike McCarthy factor, right? Yep. He's an okay coach, but, you know, he has his boneheaded moments there. And I wonder if this is going to be one of them coming off a bye week, looking ahead to the Phillies. Uh, Phillies, Jesus. Not looking ahead to them, right? Phillies, out. 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 Um, to uh, the Eagles next week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dallas is facing a little bit of pressure uh, in front of their home crowd with their offense not looking like anything that they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really elite there. Tony Pollard, hoping he breaks out there, but you do face the pressure in front of your home crowd. So give me the Rams to cover plus six and a half. All I don't right. know if they win, but there we go. All That's right, buddy. the best bet. All right. Um, all right, so a little show announcement here. Um, we are going to record a podcast on Friday around uh, surrounding Daily Fantasy. Yep. I think the best approach to this is to kind of assemble a lineup of some sorts. Yeah. Me I, versus you? No. Just best, best position just, values? Just fill out. I mean, we can talk about it more. This is like literally the first time we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, we could go through and just fill out our quarterback lineup and yeah. overall just go through each uh, value play or best play or so on and so forth. We can have fun yeah, with it. We'll so, fun with it's it. not going to be an hour, but we'll put no. together a... Anywhere between a 30 to 45-minute DFS uh, podcast uh, coming up on Friday, which will be published uh, Friday night. And if you want to see us record, if you're listening to us on uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, you want to see us uh, record the podcast in our fishbowl studio at TD Garden. Come on down. We'll be recording uh, during Celtics uh, pregame. So come check us out. Say hi. Uh, tell us you listen to the podcast. That would be really good for us. Like that. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there you go. So that's it for us. Week eight is in the books. Thank you to our producer, uh, Hurley, for his hard work. And uh, thank you, Matt, for bringing it today. Hey, thank you, Todd. Hopefully we can Love uh, the energy. continue to have our uh, solid streak, if you will, besides my bullshit best bets. 70%. Let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, we got to keep rolling here. All right, so that's going to do it for us. Like us, subscribe to us, do all that stuff. Gamble responsibly, all that stuff. Uh, We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.